two out of three falls. Graham Matthews, Mark Remondi, how are you guys? Hello, sir. What's going on, Randy? Doing good. Uh, Graham Matthews from Bleacher Report. He's on Twitter at WrestleRant. Mark Raimondi from MMAFighting.com. He's on Twitter at Mark underscore Raimondi. Uh, Graham coming from the Barclays Center and Mark coming from uh, Manhattan Center. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, Mark. I didn't, I didn't mean to put you in the Manhattan Center. That's okay. Uh, the Manhattan Center that I'm in right now is, uh, is about 75 degrees and sunny, so I'll take that. Oh yeah! Oh, Man Center, aka the the Staples Center, right? <laughs> Not too far. I'm looking for the Forum, baby. The fabulous Forum. The Great Western Forum. Wow! You know what's up? Hell yeah! That 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 was one of my all time favorite NBA arenas. I mean, I never been there, but you know, back in the days, NBA it was always MSG, of course. It was always um the Boston Garden. It was uh, the Forum. And Chicago Stadium were like my four favorite um, old school kind of basketball venues. Well, that, that's why I didn't join you guys last week because I was covering Bellator MMA Fight Week, and their their car was at the Forum, and it was uh, they they renovated the place recently, and it's, it looks awesome. I've been there a couple times uh, for concerts and comedy shows, and uh, it's it's a pretty cool venue. MSG actually owns it now. MSG actually owns the Forum. Which is oh, kind of wow. cool, um, but uh, yeah, it's a great venue. Wow, I did not know that. Um, always a pleasure having you, Graham, on the show, and always a pleasure having you, Mark, on the show. Uh, we have Raw 25th anniversary took place on Monday. We had Raw, we had SmackDown. Probably won't get too much into that as much uh, as far as SmackDown goes. Uh, the Royal Rumble coming up this Sunday. The NXT takeover that Mark, you know, is you know hounding me on on text to to talk about. Uh, they got their show on Saturday, so lots to talk about. So Graham, you was at the Barclays for Raw twenty five. You was not at the Manhattan Center. Um, are you glad you was at Barclays instead of Manhattan Center? Absolutely, dude. That's a massive understatement. I knew going into. First of all, the tickets for the Manhattan Center, it's no secret. We're like four, five hundred, six hundred dollars That yeah. goof, Frank the Clown, said on Twitter that he paid upwards of $1,000. Dude, wow. I don't care if it's fucking Raw 25. I don't care if it's WrestleMania. If you're paying $1,000 for an episode of Raw, you're an idiot. Anyone <laughs> who's paying that much money for a fucking ticket to Monday Night Raw, I don't care if it's the 25th, 50th, 100th anniversary. I don't care where it is. That's a waste of money. So I'm glad I went to Barclays. I'd never seen Stone Cold in person before. That was awesome. Overall, I'm not saying it was an amazing show, but I thought it was a, a good anniversary show. It did me. It did nothing to get me hyped up for the Rumble at all. But I thought overall it was a solid show. I feel bad for the people at the Manhattan Center, but you know what? That's what they get for paying fucking eight hundred dollars for absolutely nothing. So Mark, you know you're you're more near <laughs> you know <laughs> you're more near my age. You're like the older fan like me. Would you have chosen Barclays, or would you have chosen? the Manhattan Center because of the nostalgia purposes? Well, I would, I would have thought about uh, certainly the Manhattan Center first because of, of the history in the building. And I remember, I remember tuning into those first episodes of Raw when I was, when I was a kid and watching uh, all those in the Manhattan Center. And I've also been to the Manhattan Center for uh, ECW. Um, I think I, I think I went there for uh 
I might have gone there for a ring of honor at some point too. Um, I think it was, it was might've been the Hammerstein Hall in the same building, but you get the idea. So I, I would have considered that. Um, but as Graham said, if I had seen the price, I probably would have said, yeah, let me, let me take my butt over to, uh, over, over the, uh, over the bridge, uh, to, uh, to Brooklyn, to Barclays. Uh, but, uh, man, those, those fans, I felt bad for those fans of Manhattan Center, man. I was, I was saying it during the broadcast, like, man, they, they could not be happy right now. Even if they didn't pay that much, they just did not get enough action for, for what they paid. Yeah, man. I mean, they, they definitely did a great job making it look like 1993 in that building with the, with the old, uh, wrestling ring and the ico pro banner the old raw logo banner um it, it definitely made you feel like it was 25 years ago but i guess from the jump it was um you know man like i, I obviously they had the stone cold at, at barclays with the whole mcmahon segment and it's like we saw jerry lawler we saw jr we're like wow you know th- this is gonna be great and it's like they weren't even on tv for like a half hour later then they got two three segments live segments on, on, on Raw on USA and by the time you know it it's like 10.30 and you mean to tell me all they got was a take a weird promo they get a Bray Matt Hardy match they get a DX NWO Ballot Club reunion kind of whatever and a, a revival match with Luke uh, Gallows and Anderson um, and that was pretty much it man I, I i was very surprised of how they did not coordinate properly of getting the right talent in in, in the manhattan center where we knew sean was going there because that, that's where he started we knew taker was going there because that, that's where he started razor ramon the same thing but aside from that if you're going to tell me 300 400 500 to see three matches and plus some cruiserweight stuff that was going on between commercials uh, I would not be a very, very happy wrestling fan today. Mar- um, Graham? I would agree. I mean, overall, the Manhattan Center got jack shit. And if everything you just mentioned, too, it's not only it's not only the fact they didn't get much, but like you said, I knew going in, I knew the moment, and I looked in the Manhattan Center, too, because you know, it, it's a cool arena. I've been there for a TNA show before. It would have been cool to go there, but as soon as they saw the price, I'm like, okay, fuck it. I'm going to Barclays. Mm-hmm. And as soon as they announced Stone Cold, I'm like, I know he's going to be a Barclays. There, there's no way they're putting him in Manhattan. So I knew I made the right choice. Um, but yeah, the nostalgia thing was cool. The arena was awesome. But like, you look at what they got. Like, like you said, Randy, uh, a confusing-ass taker promo that accomplished nothing. Um, the Ray Wyatt Matt Hardy match, zero hype at all. Terrible. Was not a good match. The DX reunion was, it was okay. But the DX reunion we saw what Raw One Thousand a few years ago was way better. And that was it. What a revival club match that lasted all of two minutes. They got Mm -hmm. a fucking oh, and you forgot to mention they didn't make the year, but they got two two hundred five live matches too. Two cruiserweight dark matches. Yeah, didn't make the year. I I just that's that's hardly a fair trade for what we got at Barclays. Between Stone Cold, Brock Lesnar, Braun Strowman, the Dudleys, all the GMs, all the women. We got fucking everybody. We got Christian. We got everybody at Barclays. And we're like, me and my friend were like, what the fuck are they getting right now? Unless unless um, Shawn Michaels is going around giving hugs and free autographs to everyone in the arena. That's hardly <laughs> a fair trade. So it was a complete waste of money for anyone now. I'm, I'm 3,000 miles away in L.A., and I probably got to see as, uh, as much on television as, as the people at Manhattan Center because they were just <laughs> essentially just watching what was happening at Barclays on TV. That was crazy. Um, 
I, I guess you know it it, it could have been a, a a money grab where it's like they knew that they'll get the hardcore uh longtime fans to go into Madden Center but you know even before it started you kind of wondered how how they were going to go back and forth who was who was going to go where who was going to get what but i think they 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 poorly you know executed that that show and, and i mean not saying raw 25 in its entirety was all great and i know, I know we'll, we'll talk about that now so Graham, again you were there Mark, you're watching all the way in L.A. I'm here in New York watching it from an overall. And I know we all spoke about last week or two weeks ago how how significant and, and, and uh, meaningful Raw 25 could be going forward. Not just not just for that day and, and get a big rating, which they did. They got a 4.8 in the first hour. I mean, it was all fours in every hour. So at least... They know people who used to watch wrestling from our era now decide, you know, decided to to turn to tune in. Now, does it stay at a four next week? I highly doubt it. Or a week after that, I highly doubt it. But um, are, were there more ups or downs for for this show, Graham? I would say there were more ups than downs. The issue. Hmm is that we talked about it last week, Randy, the biggest takeaways from the show were only really the nostalgia acts. Right. Nothing they did on the show. As, as an anniversary show, I thought it was solid. I enjoyed it. As a go-home show, the timing of the show could not have been worse because we've got a fucking pay-per-view in three or four days that no one is looking forward to. I know the Rumble matches sell themselves, mm -hmm. but you can't possibly tell me, you cannot possibly tell me that the eight-woman tag team match that we got did anything to hype anyone up for that match. Aside from Asuka beating the shit out of the women afterward, which was the saving grace of that segment, the match itself people sat on their hands for. The closing segment was okay, but it was anticlimactic. No one's looking forward to Brock, Kane, and Strowman. It was kind of a failure of a segment overall. Overall, the go-home show, this show sucked. As an anniversary show, it was fine. <laughs> the timing could not have been worse, though. And, and not only that, too, and like I said, Randy, like last week we talked about, like, what does this do to set forward the future? I like the Balor Club DX thing, but we got nothing in regards to the seeds being planted for WrestleMania or even beyond. Mm. I like Elias attack John Cena, which I thought was cool. Right. But the Cena taker angle that was supposed to be shot on the show, th there was nothing there. What are they going to They could do it in a few weeks, which is, I guess is fine, which I guess it's still the rumor. Right now. They're still building towards Cena and Taker WrestleMania. But this was the show that all eyes were on. You just said it yourself, Randy. They got like a fucking 4.8 for this show. Everyone was watching this show. But if you ask anyone that was watching this show that is not a regular viewer of Raw, what would they come back for? Stone Cold Steve Austin? The guy's not there anymore. But the Dudley Boys? Like, what on this show would make people want to come back to watch next Monday? Like, that's my question. So, overall, probably not the most successful show. But as an anniversary show for trotting out the legends out there for a quick pop, I thought it was enjoyable. Mark? Yeah, I, I definitely agree with a lot of those points. I, I was uh, I was pretty excited for this show going in. And, and, you know, as you guys know, I'm pretty lukewarm on the WWE product right now. But I was I was pumped for this, you know, as someone who's been watching forever. So I, I really wanted to see some of, the, uh, some of the old guys come back, some of the big stars. Uh, first segment happened, Stone Cold. Vince and Shane and I was I was marking out. That was awesome. That was great. Right. Loved it. And then I feel like and I feel like the show never hit never hit really again uh, after that. I feel like it was it was really very uh, I mean really meh 
Uh, to, <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I don't know what, what other word to say. Like it wasn't bad, <laughs> but yeah. it, there was just nothing. Nothing that that really reached the the climax of that first segment. Um, and the first segment was like, oh man, this is going to be a great show, and then it just never hit that. I thought the ending segment with Braun and and Lesnar and Kane was okay. It was it was fine. Um, but I mean, I would have liked to have seen some more interaction with like, I mean, they were just trotting people out on stage and just introducing them to the crowd and yeah. they did nothing. Like I would, would have liked to have seen Trish Stratus maybe interact with some of the women's wrestlers now, but then Oscar, something like that. I would have liked to have seen Ric Blair do something other than just woo at Alexa Bliss backstage. That, that whole segment made no sense. There were so many things I thought they could have done better. I mean, the, the DX, Reunion was was okay, although I'm a little bit worried about Shawn Michaels. I'm not sure why he couldn't. It just seemed like he he couldn't get the words out of his mouth. I don't know what I don't know what was going on with him, man. Which it kind of pained me because I've always been an HBK guy, uh, but uh, it was just it just didn't live up to the to the expectations that I had, maybe unfairly. And also to Grant's point, what do they really do to get over the current talent? Maybe Finn Balor a little bit. They gave a little bit of the DX rub to it. And Gallows and Anderson, but other than that, uh, what what are fans going to what what, what stars of today that are going to be headlining the next couple of events and WrestleMania and so on and so forth? How did they get those guys over so that the fans want to come back and see them? I, I don't know. I don't think they did. Yeah, I, I mean, uh, this is what I wrote down: Stone Cold was the best part. Um, I like the Miz and Reigns Intercontinental Championship match. I think that was the. I think as far as the pop goes, that might have been the you know second place of the entire night. Uh, I thought I thought it was a good match, and I told you guys Miz was going to win back the Intercontinental Championship. They won't do a Raw 25 big special anniversary and not not have a title change. So I I figured that coming in, and obviously. To, to kind of bust Mark's chops that now with the Intercontinental Championship now being off of Roman Reigns, it frees up Roman to win the Royal Rumble. Anyway, um, Elias, John Cena part, I like also the Elias, Chris Jericho pop. I think that came like, as far as a, a, a nostalgia act pop, I think Jericho was number two. Um, I like the fans booing Jason Jordan. They, they would not let him talk during his promo. I, I, I love that. Um, the fact that we spoke about how if you're going to bring back the, the older guys, Stone Cold, Sean, Hunter, Undertaker, don't just have them out to do one segment and or be on stage like Mark mentioned and they say, hey, here they go. All right, now be out. It's like you should you should have had to interact with, with with the current guys backstage. Stone Cold could have been there all night in the back, uh, you know, raising hell or linking up with Braun Strowman, have a stare off because Braun is doing the same thing Stone Cold did back in the days. They could have done that. It felt like Stone Cold was like, all right, I'll take the first segment and I and, I, and I'll go back home, take her with a weird promo at the Manhattan Center, which today we don't know. What the fuck he was talking about? What are you retiring? As you, you know, you had one more match. The him and Cena thing never never took place. Um, it was just a lot of back and forth, and and obviously a lot of guys that were you know very integral in the history of Raw were not there, like Hulk Hogan and, and The Rock, Bret Hart, Edge. There was you know even Randy Orton of all people was not, but he was on SmackDown. How you, how you how you have how you have like AJ Styles on Raw? But not have Randy Orton, who was there 
fucking 14 years ago. Just, you know, Batista wasn't there. So a lot of marquee guys weren't there, but I felt like as an overall show, it was a, like, like, like Graham said, it was a great anniversary show, but going forward saying like, man, I can't wait for the rumble. You know, if, you know, take it, take it, you know, did not even say I'm going to be in the rumble. At least you can kind of look forward to that, but it was just come on stage do your high fives. They did the greatest woman wrestler of all time. There was no interaction with Trish. There was no leader, which I don't know why. Uh, the Eric Bischoff and the Laurenitis, that was cool. But it's like, you know, they could have made a match or two. They could have got their hands dirty. But overall, in the end, we get a, a Strowman body slamming Brock Lesnar in the, in the table. And it's like, hey, tune in for the Royal Rumble. And we're like... No, <laughs> that's not that's not what we want to see. And the same thing for SmackDown. Nothing on SmackDown happened that made me say, hmm, except for Randy Orton, RKO, and Nakamura out of nowhere. But other than that, it was like, like Graham said, great anniversary show, great nostalgia pop, big time 4.8 rating. But as far as going forward in, with the product, uh, aside from The Miz winning the IC title, they did they did nothing to forward the the the, the programming, Graham. Oh. Yeah, I mean, like I said earlier, it just did nothing to. I mean, we're gonna watch no matter what. But for the casual viewer, all eyes were on this show, and I just thought it failed in that respect. Again, I enjoyed myself. I thought it was a really good anniversary show. And to your point, Randy, about the people not being there, I figured some of them wouldn't be there. Um, I, I wasn't really sure about the Rock. I thought the Rock might show up during the live segment. I thought that would have been pretty cool, given he, you know, his history with Rock concerts on Raw. Obviously, it didn't happen. I knew Bret Hart wasn't going to be there. I knew Edge wasn't going to be there. So I didn't get my high hopes, my my hopes up high for those guys. Though I will say this: it was cool they advertised so many star, so much star power in advance. Yeah. Um, and I knew Hogan wasn't going to be there. They had said that outright that they are still not bringing him back anytime soon. But I will say, I think it would have been better, to be honest with you, if they didn't advertise those people. Like, how much cooler would it have been to see Jericho in that backstage segment wearing that Alpha Club t-shirt? Like, holy shit, Chris Jericho was just at Wrestle Kingdom three weeks ago. And it was still a cool moment, don't get me wrong. Yeah. But it was like, holy shit, Jericho's on this show. Or like, if the Dudley Boys showed up without anyone knowing, it's like, holy fuck, like I thought Bubba Ray was in Ring of Honor. Like, that would have been ten times cooler. It was still cool, don't get me wrong, but it's like, I was expecting the Dudley boys to be there. I was waiting for this guy to show up or for that guy to show up. And you're right. I mean, with three hours, I mean, I feel like for once raw wasn't long enough because they only had so much time to fill in with all the women and all the GMs and all the tag teams and everything else. It didn't really feel like they had enough time. Um, but yeah, again, as an anniversary show, I thought it was fine, but they could have done a lot more with the current talent and selling people in the rumble. Like I think we talked about it last week, Randy, like, Having Trish out there saying to like Alexa Bliss, I want your championship. I'm entering the Women's Royal Rumble as opposed right. to having her come out for a 10-second reaction. You know what I mean? Like something right. like that I thought would have been cool. The, the fact that Lita wasn't on the show was interesting considering her you know, involvement with Raw over the last 15 years. Mm. Though I assume the reason she wasn't on is because she will be in the Women's Royal Rumble on Sunday. If that's not the case, then I have no I no idea what the fuck is going on. But beyond that, um, I thought it was a good show. And I will say this, too. The one time that you would expect the crowd to chant CM Punk, they didn't. I was very happy about that. They gave <laughs> Punk a little nod in the video package, which was cool. But I was glad the Brooklyn crowd did not hijack the show with fucking CM Punk chants. I was very happy about that. Mark? 
Yeah, I mean, and just and just I want to add one thing also. The one of the best promos of the night was uh, was the one that only aired on WWE.com with Stone Cold, and I think on social media he had a great promo in the back. Yeah. How do you? I, 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 as much as much as as much as I loved the first segment. And it was great. Don't get me wrong. How do you how do you go through three hours and you have Stone Cold there? He's there, and you don't have him talk. I mean, this is one of the best promo guys of all time. And I mean, I, I uh, my, my girlfriend is not a, is not a huge pro wrestling fan. She likes it here and there. And like I put on like uh, the the Stone Cold promo uh, from from backstage, and obviously he still he still has it. And she was like, oh wow, that was that was really entertaining. And I mean, why was that not on the, on the regular show? He should have at least said something. I think that that was a really good idea, Randy, about uh, him interacting with Braun Strowman. That would have been awesome. Well, I think it wasn't on the show because they want you know they want to get Boogeyman on there and you know Brooklyn Love <laughs> and Harvey Whippleman and the Broken Brawler and John Coachman. Uh, you know, it, again, good pops, good nostalgia pops. Even the backstage with APA and Ted DiBiase, but it's like, you know, like can they do something else? Like it, you have everybody in the building. Can they do something else besides? what you had him doing, whether it was time constraints or, well, I, you know, ego was involved. Like, I'm not going to do this. I'm, I, I'm not here to do that. But Stone Cold not, not talking uh, was very odd. Um, even 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 doing the stunners to, to Shane and Vincent right after, he, he could have said, oh, hell yeah. All right, then the crowd would have been crazy. But you have him for, for, for three. It, it's the same thing that they, that they do with Brock. Brock can come out in the first segment. And you advertise, you advertise, and you say Brock's coming, Brock's coming, and he's there at 8.05, and you don't see him the remainder of the show. And it's like, well, he's still in the building, right? You can't use him. He can't walk in the back. And, you know, interacting with Stone Cold, with, you know, interacting with Braun or someone else like, hey, you know what, I'll see you at the Rumble or, you know what, you, you, know, you know, knock him out or whatever. Like something where it just... They wanted the, the nostalgia acts to be a, away from the newer product, except for the Dully Boys and all that stupid stuff. But um, I mean, it was great to see everybody back, and you know, I, you know, it's so funny, Mark. It's when you say, "Wow, Raw 25, I'm gonna see this guy, I'm gonna see that guy," and then when you finally do see him, you're like, "Oh." <laughs> like man, X Pac, yeah, you, you know they they even cut off Razor Ramon's pro uh, walk through down the aisle. I was like yeah, that felt freaking nineteen ninety three Monday Night Raw. Some shit they do back in the day that just cut cut off your whole entrance. And when you see him, it's like man, like where did Tom go? But um, cool, cool overall nostalgia pop show. Felt bad for the Manhattan Center. Um, they got a bunch of glow sticks from DX. <laughs> um, <laughs> cool host. <laughs> I thought Mark. I thought Mark was marking out when he saw the Ballot Club and and the DX and Too Sweet. I thought. I think. I, th- <laughs> I, I would have said Mark's favorite part of the show was that reunion when he saw the Ballot Club doing the Too Sweet with DX and the NWL. So, nah, man. I'm sorry. It's uh, <laughs> it's a it's a cheap knockoff of, of the Bullet Club at this point. It's a uh, it's an it's an appropriation of uh, New Japan group. Okay, Mark, real quick. Uh, your the best part of Raw twenty five and your worst part of of Raw twenty five. The best part was was definitely the first segment. I don't think there's any doubt about that with uh, right. Stone Cold, Vince, and Shane. The worst part, uh, that's man, I hard to say. The worst part, 
I mean, because nothing was like out, out and out bad. There's nothing that I just like hated. Um, I mean, the the, the Matt Hardy uh, Bray Wyatt match was, yeah. was was a low light for me. Terrible. Uh, yeah, it was a bad match, and like they, I, I mean, I don't know what the hell they're doing because like, they were kind of building up something, and, and then they kind of got the blow up match, and it didn't really have any. I mean, it was just a throwaway um, on the on the show. So that's probably the low light to me, and and also just having just announcing like you know the six or whatever of the of the best women's wrestlers ever, and not having them do any kind of interaction uh, with any of the current women's wrestlers. Uh, that 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 stuck. Graham. Yeah, there's no question. The highlight was Stone Cold returning the opening segment, like Mark said earlier. That really the show peaked there. It went. It was all downhill from that point forward. But not to say, like I said earlier that it was a bad show. I thought it was a good show overall. Just the opening segment was the best part of the show and nothing else came close to topping it. Worst part of the show? It's, I'm going to give the company, I'm going to defend them a little bit um, in that they didn't really have much of a choice, but the worst part of the show being there, as opposed to watching the show from the, the Titantron, which I didn't really mind too much because the Manhattan Center had to get some, you know, they had to get some matches, right? Um, including Hardy and actually, which was terrible. But um, the tag team match between Titus Worldwide and Slater Rhino, it's like, why the fuck is this even happening? That was such a waste of time. People in the crowd are like, why is this going on for so long? And it got to a point where people were booing the whole match. It got to the point where people cheered when the bell rang that it was over because <laughs> it was so terrible and it served no purpose. And then I understand they did that just to build to the pop with the Dudleys and that was cool and all. And then later on, Reddit was reported that the only reason that match happened was because Enzo Amore got suspended and later released. So they kind of had to fill in that time slot where he was supposed to be wrestling. I think it was Goldust and Enzo wrestling that night, which was in the original script or whatever, so they scrapped it. Um, other than that, which was pretty terrible, um, it probably Hardy and Wyatt, like Mark said, that match, it was no good, no hype, no prior advertisement at all. Bray Wyatt wins clean, no real reason at all. They kind of kill any momentum Woken mm. that Hardy had. Um, that was kind of stupid. So, yeah, beyond that, nothing really truly terrible on the show. But the tag team match with Titus Worldwide and uh, Slater and Rhino, before the Dudleys came out anyway, was pretty kind of a waste of time considering they had so much other, you know, so many other people on the show they could have used. Like a Goldust who was relegated to fucking main event. Goldust has probably been on more episodes of Raw than anyone else yeah. on the current roster. They, yeah, they couldn't have him interact with Terry Runnels for 10 seconds, but they had to have fucking... Kind of worldwide in the show, so I didn't get that part. Yeah, I, I think I tend to agree with you guys where Stone Cold segment was the best part. I think close second was the Miz Reigns match. I, I think the I think the crowd was, was very much into that match, and I like the finish where you did not see Miz take off the second turnbuckle uh, that led to him winning. I think that was the second best part. The worst part for, for me had to be the Bray and Matt Hardy stuff. I, I'm not a. I did not see. The, I did not see the TNA run that Matt Hardy had with the broken Matt Hardy and the, the whole Brother Nero stuff. So, I think I I, I want to be fair, but him trying to recreate that gimmick here is not working. And some fans may like it. Some may love it. It's it, it's it's so what. But for me as a fan, it's like it doesn't make sense because. They're not doing it right, and whether the people here different from TNA, the direction, the creative, it's not going to get to what TNA had. Um, aside from that, 
I don't, I don't, I think the whole revival stuff going two minutes and it's like, all right, you get the old guys over the new guys. I think maybe if they would have attacked the older guys and they, they would have got some heat off, off of that. But that did not happen. Real quick before I get off Raw 25, uh, Graham, I'll start with you. Was there anybody who, as far as the nostalgia pops were concerned, anybody who you thought could have realistically showed up that you wish would have showed up that night? Yeah, like I said, The Rock. I was really open for The Rock. I don't know what his schedule's like currently. Obviously, he's filming movie after movie. Maybe he was out filming Jumanji 5 or something. But I was really hoping The Rock would have showed up. Hey, but you know what? They could still bring him in for the 1,000th episode of SmackDown later this year. So that's oh, wow. okay. But beyond The Rock... Um, you know, I, I was hoping for Bret Hart and Edge. I knew they couldn't be there ahead of time, so I wasn't really disappointed by that. Lita was a bit weird that she wasn't there, but again, maybe they're saving her for Sunday. Sam Punk was never going to show up, so anyone who thought he would is a, is a dumbass because that was never going to happen. Um, but at least they acknowledged him. But yeah, I think they, you know, they, they brought in pretty much everyone they could. Hogan, I mean, he was never really a big part of Raw anyway. It would have been cool to see him there. But um, obviously, they're still, you know, hesitant to bring him back at this point. So, you know what? They got Stone Cold to me. That was really all that mattered. They got the people that mattered from Shawn Michaels, DX, Taker, and Stone Cold. Especially those two people that were on the first ever Raw, including Michaels and Taker. That, to me, was all that really mattered. And Mark? Yeah, I agree. I mean, that that wasn't the problem. It wasn't the problem with the show was not they were missing someone that, that people were hoping for. I mean, of course, the, it would have been awesome if The Rock was there. That's obvious. But uh, they, they had, they had the, uh, the, the, I mean, this is just WWE in a nutshell. They have the, they have the talent. They have the personnel. It's all there for them. It's just a matter of what they do with it. And, and once again, it, it kind of it fell flat. And that's just kind of the story of their product right now, at least in my eyes. Yeah, I would have said Brett, Edge, you know, Batista, Edge, yeah, that would have been a nice one. Yeah, Edge, Edge would have been nice. Uh, um, Orton, I know he's still there, but Orton, Batista, um, I don't know, not 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 too much. I mean, you can throw in your Carlitos and your Mister Kennedys and stuff like that, but um, I would have loved to see Hulk Hogan there because he he would have been aside from Punk, he would have been the one guy that you would never expect to come back and. Uh, you know, we'll 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 never see if they repair that relationship going forward. But um, anyways, um, we do have the matter of fact SmackDown. Uh, aside from Orton RKO and Nakamura out of nowhere, we get this AJ KO, Sami Zayn stuff. What else happened on SmackDown that is worth talking about? Because I think the girls did the same exact thing that the girls did on Raw with throwing over the top rope and stuff like that. Um, what, Grant, what, what, something, did something special happen on SmackDown or no? Not really. I will say it was a better show than usual. I mean, that's not saying much because SmackDown's been the fucking shitter for weeks now, but uh, I thought the show overall this week was, you know what, I will say this. It was a good show. And although Raw 25 had way more special moments, like that's not even a question, I thought SmackDown did a better job of selling me in the Rumble than Raw did. Again, not setting the bar too high, but I thought SmackDown did a better job. But uh, right. the real highlight of the show is the main event. 
Um, I thought the main event was was really really good between AJ and Sammy. We were going to get the same match on Sunday anyway, essentially in the handicap match, but that was well worth checking out. Um, the six man tag team match with New Day, Bobby Roode, Mahal, Rusev, and English was also fine. Uh, the women's stuff has been throwaway for weeks. That was no different. The Nakamura Corbin match was actually a lot better than it had any right to be. And like you said earlier, um, uh, Randy, the RKO. I will say this: the RKO that Wharton hit on Nakamura was one of the best RKOs I've ever seen that guy hit because it came literally out of nowhere. That was mm-hmm. fucking awesome. So if anyone has not seen that yet, they need to go back and watch it because that was truly something amazing. I don't want to see him the Rumble. I don't want to see Randy Orton win the Rumble. But that was a really, really <laughs> cool moment on SmackDown this week. Mark, SmackDown. Yeah, I mean it was fine. I'm I'm just not buying the whole <laughs> handicap match for the for the WWE title co champions. Yeah. I mean I'm just not I'm just not into that whole thing. And and I like I like all those all those guys involved styles. You know Owens and uh, and Sami Zayn and Daniel Bryan. I mean I, I like I think they're all great, but just not buying. I'm just not buying that as as a WWE title match on one of the big four shows of the year. It's a handicap match, and if Owens and Zayn win, they're the co champions. That's pretty. That's pretty corny, man. That's that's not good. Uh, the rest of it was fine. Um, I don't know why. I don't know why Rusev and Aiden English are still being booked as heels because they're getting better babyface reactions than almost anyone on SmackDown right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, yeah. I mean, it was a, it was a fine. It was a fine show. I thought they did an okay job. The RKO was pretty cool. That was great directing, and I really I really hate the directing in, in WWE. All the cuts they do, all the camera cuts, like the zooming, like in the middle of a move, they like zoom like three like three or four times. Like, just show the damn move. Like, we don't need to cut, you know, three different camera views for one move, but that was a good job. They did a nice job. You couldn't see Orton coming. Um, so it was, it was good directing in, in, in that match, and, and, and Nakamura is, uh, is, is, is obviously really good too. Would have, would have liked to have seen some kind of a, of a uh, finish in that match, though. There was like nothing happened, um, but I guess uh, you know it kind of played to the whole Royal Rumble idea of every man for himself. It was fine. I mean, it, 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 in a way, it did a better job hyping the Rumble than Raw did. Uh, but uh, there are still a lot of, to me, a lot, of, a lot of holes on that on that show. I, I feel like SmackDown is not as good as it was like eight months ago. Graham, are you a fan of Shane McMahon getting stunned on Raw, and then like an hour later, he tweets, "Hey, Stone Cold, with the pleasure of being, the, you know, being in the ring with you." And then on SmackDown, nobody mentions that Shane got stunned. <laughs> yeah, I noticed that too. I was I was looking through Twitter during commercial breaks, and I'm like. Couldn't Shane wait until the show was over? At the very no. least, just wait until <laughs> Raw is over to go on Twitter and say thanks for the moment or whatever. It's like, dude, you just got stunned exactly. twice. You can't sell it for ten seconds. Nope. That was kind of it. Wasn't the worst thing in the world, but it is a bit bothersome. I agree. He's like, yeah, thanks, Steve. You know, with a pleasure. Like, yo, you just stunned me twice <laughs> in front of the world, in front of my dad. Freaking beer spat out my my, my mouth and. You know, hey, always a pleasure. And then even on SmackDown, even Daniel Bryan, you know, in the beginning did not even mention, hey, Shane, how was Raw last night? It's just, you know, just just regular stuff. But um, I want to get, I, I, I do want to go back to, I think we're off SmackDown now. I do want to get to one point on Raw. Now, when The Miz won the IC title, I put out this question on Twitter saying, because now Miz is an eight time Intercontinental Champion one behind Jericho with nine so I'll start with you Mark where do you rank the Miz as far as all time great Intercontinental Champions 
I got a lot of responses with with maybe two numbers being the majority of the uh, of the of the responses. So I want to know what you have as the Miz all time great intercontinental champion. I think I think he's up there. I mean, I, certainly the best one uh, recently of, of the of the last few years. I think he, he's certainly. Uh, I mean, he, he's uh, his mic skills. Uh, it's it's actually been kind of cool to see how he's improved over the years from being like that dude from the real world to now being like a legitimate WWE star where, uh, you know, he's one of the highlights of, of the show every week. One of the highlights of raw and was one of the highlights of SmackDown when he was on that show. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I put him, I put him up there, uh, as far as in the last five years, um, as far as all time, like, I, I mean, you, you guys know me, I'm, I'm more of a, uh, work rate guy uh, more than more than a, uh, a a promo guy. Right. So I don't I don't think he's probably not in my top like three or five all time. Uh, but uh, I think I think in recent years I I, I rank him very highly. He's he's definitely um he's it, when he for the most part at least in the last few years when he's had the belt he has elevated the title. So I, I think I think he's been I think he's been very good. Graham. Yeah, I got to agree. I would have to say he's the best intercontinental champion of the modern era. Uh, no one else comes to mind from the last 10 years aside from maybe Chris Jericho. But beyond that, like Mark said, no one has done a better job of making that championship mean something than The Miz. Um, and it really has the opposite effect. It's not the championship that makes the superstar in this case. It's the superstar that makes the championship. And Roman Reigns... You know, I got to give him all the credit in the world. I I don't praise him many times on the show. I know Randy loved the guy, but you the see. guy did a very good job as intercontinental champion with all the matches he had and being positioned as a top guy in the show with that championship. But it belongs around the waist of the Miz. It clears up Roman Reigns for WrestleMania season. But when it comes to the intercontinental championship, before the Miz, could you think of anyone that was ready for the main event scene when they held that championship? Like, when they held that title, after dropping it, was anyone ready for the main event scene aside from, like, maybe Randy Orton? But that's going back four. And after that, Orton went on to win the world title. But beyond Randy Orton, no one, from a Kofi Kingston to Wade Barrett to fucking whoever the hell, whoever the hell else has held that championship in the last five to ten years has felt like a bigger deal after the fact than before they held it. Um, and that's the case with The Miz. And I know I read recently he's in line for a huge push, which is great, and I'm in, I'm in full favor of that, and I love the fact he has the championship back in his possession. But I would really, 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 really hope that this is a sign that they're going to start pushing him. It was in relatively clean fashion, too, because I know he used the turnbuckle post. But beyond that, it was it was a relatively clean win. It came, kind of came out of nowhere. It was a cool finish to the match. But I would hope after this run is done, and his reign as an eight-time IC champion is done and over with, he can move back over to SmackDown and win back the WWE Championship. Because the main event scene is where this guy belongs right now. Right. Um, Just to read off a few responses that I got uh, from the great people on Twitter. And one, uh, what we got here? So, again, special thanks to all the people who responded to me at, on Twitter at Randy J. Cruz, um, at Bear Hug It Out, Jericho, Bret Hart, The Miz, Mr. Perfect, Randy Savage, in whatever order you want. Uh, Lower East Scribe said you got to toss in Razor Ramon in there. Uh, at Sean Ross Sap, number one all time. 
uh, at Michael Uppy twenty one. How can you rank a fake title that writers decide the winner? Good point. Um, <laughs> <laughs> at at Juxtington top three with uh, HBK and Razor Ramon. Uh, Zach Johnson not even close. Number one at Jared New twelve top two top three. Uh, base Moreno. As of right now, number two, but he will be number one. I think Y2J is still number one uh, at Slack Slick, uh, top 10. Uh, at Vandal Savage, greatest of his generation. Um, at Jade to the max, number one. What else we got here? Slick Vic underscore 23, top five. He can't be number one because everyone else was a dominant world champion and he has yet to really have a proper run. Um, at Twan Nation one, top, uh, number one, at Not My Tempo number one, um, at Frankie J Sucker, the father, the 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 more this goes, the Intercontinental title is the Miz's title. I always had Jericho. Miz is number one, and it'll be cemented soon. Josh Brunting number one by a mile. The Freshman number one. Meals TV number number one. Period. At Ty Hernandez underscore number one, Kanisha Rook one. So there you go. A lot of people have the Miz as the greatest Intercontinental Champion of all time. So I mean, listen, you can't you can't disagree as much with them. A being a, a IC title champion uh, eight times is one heck of a privilege. Jericho with nine. Razor, Mr. Perfect, Stone Cold, The Rock, um, Ultimate Warrior, Rick Rude, Bret Hart. There's so many great uh, Macho Man. There's so many great Randy Orton, Edge. So many great Intercontinental Champions. But I think when you come down to it, are we looking at Reigns? Not Roman. Uh, t- title Reigns? <laughs> or when you have the belt, during the time you have the belt, whether it's a one-time reign, two-time reign, it's what you do with it and how you elevate because sometimes the warrior had the belt for one one time. Macho Man was a one-time champ. But during that time in 87 with Ricky Steamboat, it was like, man, you knew Macho was, I would say Macho was probably the, the best wrestler in the, in the company at that time. But the belt was number two. Now... It's like, all right, you're, you, you know, you could be IC champ today, but then you can lose it next week. So I give all the credit to The Miz. Great in the ring. Great promo work. Um, but if you have him top five, I can't really get mad at you. Right, Graham? Yeah, no, I think he's easily top five. Like, in my opinion, there's no question about that. I mean, also top five off the top of my head. Like you said, the weird thing that was like the warrior – he didn't hold the championship for that long. He only held it twice. But then again, back then, you weren't holding the championship six, seven, eight times. That was just unheard of back then. Right. But people remember that. Like, people remember the Warrior with that championship, especially the yellow, the, the, with the yellow strap. Yeah. Um, he's closely associated with that belt. A lot like the Miz is today. When you see the Intercontinental Championship, you only think of a few names. This version of the belt, you think of Chris Jericho, Ultimate Warrior probably, Shawn Michaels, the Miz, and Bret Hart, I would say. There's a few others you can throw in there, too, like uh, Mr. Perfect. A razor. Um, or maybe even a Roddy Piper. I wouldn't put him in top five. Razor. Uh, razor, obviously. He'd be top five, too. I don't know why I forgot him. Uh, razor. Those would probably be my top five. Shawn Michaels, Razor, 
Miz, maybe not Warrior. Um, Sean, obviously, and maybe a few others. Stone Cold, maybe. The Rock, maybe. Triple H, maybe. There's a lot of names that can go on that list. Um, but I think there's no question either way that The Miz is easily the best champion of the last 15 years, um, if not the, just the entire modern era. And no one's going to come close to topping what he's accomplished with that championship for a long time to come. Closing in on greatest, I think most consecutive days as Intercontinental Champion. I think he's going to pass Tito Santana pretty soon now that he's already you know underway with his eighth run as, uh, as champion. So mm. soon enough, you'll be breaking even more records as champion, which is pretty amazing. Mark? You, got, you guys left out the greatest Intercontinental Champion of all time, the Honky Tonk Man, baby. The Honky <laughs> oh, Tonk Man. Of course, man. of course. Oh, man. He's the guy. He's the guy. I think he has actually the longest reign. Uh, in uh, in WWF or WWE history, um, I feel like I, when I when I was growing up, he was the guy that defined uh, the belt in many ways, mm-hmm. um, especially in that in that I mean the really early days of the you know the post WrestleMania one late eighties early nineties. Uh, so just I just wanted to give a shout out to Honky Tonk Man because he was uh, he he elevated the belt to actually some relevancy, maybe not to the to the main event scene, but. He was always uh, he was always the uh, uh, not 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 the not the most look forward to part of the card, but you always wanted to see the babyface try to uh, to knock him off. So he helped make a lot of babyface because he just wanted to see you just wanted to see him get the crap kicked out of him. The Miz has held the Intercontinental Championship combined days of five hundred and twenty four behind Pedro Morales and Don Morocco. Wow. Honky Tonk Man. That's right. Morales and Don Morocco, too. Yeah, man. Yeah. That was a long time ago. Mm -hmm. Uh Honky Tonk Man. 454 days. Uh, Top five reigns combined. Pedro, Morocco, The Miz, Honky Tonk, and Tito Santana, a.k.a. El Matador. (laughs) Man, we're showing up here. We're showing them now with Tyler, Mr. Perfect. Um, Yeah, I, I think anybody who says Miz Top 5, you can't argue. Especially when he won the belt eight times. Um, but this Sunday, fellas, it's Mark's favorite pay-per-view. It is the Royal Rumble. I know he's very excited for this. Uh, has been waiting because he wants to see certain people win the Rumble. And I don't think they will win the Rumble. But nevertheless, like what me and Graham always do, we preview these shows. Royal Rumble this Sunday. Here we go. Um, the Usos, Chad Gable, Shelton Benjamin, two out of three falls match. For the SmackDown Tag Team Championship, Mark, who do you have? I think the Usos are going to go over. It. I think they're going to hold all the belts for for a little bit, and and uh, I think that's well deserved. I think they had a great uh, 2017. They're uh, they're to me they're one of the best parts of SmackDown right now. Honestly, I'm, I'm uh, I've they've grown on me over the years. I wasn't a huge fan of them uh, early on, but uh, I'm definitely liking where where they're at right now with their characters, and they're and they're good. They're having really good matches. Graham. I think the Usos retain. I love Gable and Benjamin. I think they're a good tag team. They've been building momentum recently. I would put the championships on them, um, but I do feel after Gable won the match on SmackDown this week, beating Jimmy Uso in one-on-one action, booking 101 says that the Usos retain on Sunday. So would you rather see, is it more likely Usos, and again, I'm just fantasy booking here, more likely we see the Usos against Rusev Day at Mania or Chad Gable Benjamin Rusev Day at Mania for the tag belts, Graham? 
I don't think Rusev Day's going to be in the tag team title picture. I wish they were. Don't get yeah. me wrong. I wish they are. I hope they are. I, I just don't see that happening. I think after Rumble gets over with, um, hopefully it's something that I think Gable and Benjamin are a good tag team. I think Gable can really be a star on his own, and Benjamin can be a good solid hand in, in singles competition too. But anyway, after they're done in the tag team title picture, I, I would assume the Bludgeon Brothers are up next. Um, they've been dominating people left and right for months now. I would assume they're getting the next title shot. They'll probably be the next pair of champions, as they probably should be. And we might get a series of matches between them leading up to WrestleMania. Rusev Day, honestly, this might end up on the honor of the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. And I hate to say it because mm. it's a waste, especially of Rusev. Um, the guy should be a breakout baby face right now. But right. knowing this company, that's exactly what's going to happen to him. <sighs> okay. Next match with the only two tag teams in on Raw, Cesaro and Sheamus against <laughs> Seth Rollins and Jason Jordan for the Raw Tag Team Championship in a regular tag team match. Mark, who do you have? Man, I, I, I don't know. I mean, at some point, something has to give with, with Rollins and Jordan. Maybe it'll be at the Rumble. Uh, I, I'm not sure what direction they're going to go with Jordan going into WrestleMania. Uh, I'm gonna pick. I'm gonna pick the bar. I'm gonna pick Cesaro and Sheamus to win this match. But uh, to be honest, I, I think that that uh, that tag division is pretty stale. I do see uh, Gallows and Anderson uh, at some point getting involved after after this. Maybe a Rollins Jordan split. I mean, I don't. I don't really know. Uh, it's kind of. I mean, they kind of had to. I guess write it with uh, when Am when Ambrose went out. They kind of had to piece something together. Um, and it's been fine. And, and I like that Jordan is. Uh, is getting that uh, that that uh, chicken shit heel heat that uh, he should be getting, uh, but yeah, I think uh, I think the bar goes over for this one. Graham, yeah, I'm gonna say the bar too. I mean, I would. It's tough because I'd rather have the bar as champions because Rollins and Jordan should be doing their own thing. They teased even more attention on Monday night. The, the latest rumor is that we're getting Rollins and Jordan at WrestleMania, which I have no doubt would be a great match in the ring. I would rather see Rollins involved in a more mark, in a bigger marquee match. They got faced fucking Triple H last year, and I've seen Jason Jordan. Like, <laughs> I feel like they could do better with him. But anyway, um, they are not long for those titles. Just with, with the bar, though, it's like, what else do you do? Like, they're a good tag team, <laughs> but they've been in the tag team division now for, like, right. almost two years. They've beaten everybody. I mean, I guess you could do the bar and the revival, but they're both heels. And if you bring up the authors of pain, they're fucking heels too. So uh, I'm gonna say authors of pain are market. baby are baby faces now. I think mo mostly for the most part. Yeah, I mean, it seems like they're tweeners. So I guess they could be called. Yeah. I would call them up as heels, but I guess they can call them up as faces too. Yeah, um, they seem with Roderick Strong, and he's definitely a baby face. Yeah. Yes, and they've been baby faces definitely more recently, and they're facing uh, undisputed era on Saturday. So I guess they're kind of sort of baby faces, but uh, we've seen them call. We got we got to help out. Uh, we got we got to help out Randy with his NXT stuff, man. We got to we got to educate a little bit. Oh man, <laughs> we got to give him the download. All the NXT insiders. I I watch NXT. Listen, I watch NXT Takeover here and there. Uh, sorry, I watch NXT here and there. I watch the takeovers more than I do the the regular Wednesday stuff. So, um, yes, Mark, I have to watch more NXT. I have to watch Ring of Honor. I have to watch New Japan. Anything else? Uh, PWG, get some DVDs. Oh, Go to God. high spots. <laughs> Anyways, 
Anyway, Seth NXT, Rob, NXT yeah. is 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 the best brand, the best WWE brand right now as far as as far as in ring action goes, mm. no doubt. I got a, I got a few things with Mr. Mr. Seth Rollins. Uh, you know, you, you, uh, Graham just mentioned like, wow, he had um, Triple H last year. And I'm like, you know what? Since Rollins has been with the company, and then he's been at a few WrestleManias. I, I'm trying to think back. What what has his WrestleMania run been like? Because I know the first year it was um, I think a a a, a six man tag with. Correct me if I'm wrong. It was Big Show, Randy Orton, and I think Sheamus in the first Shield six man at WrestleMania 29. Then we get another six man at 30 with the Outlaws. <laughs> wow, the Outlaws and Kane. Then 31, he gets Randy Orton, but then he gets the belt at the end by cashing in. He misses 32 with an injury. 33, he gets Triple H. So, again, he, he's not getting the high-profile marquee championship match um, that I think he should be getting at WrestleMania. But, you know, I guess different circumstances come into play. Um, did any of you see the video of The Miz cutting a promo on Rollins at the, at the Manhattan Center and then Rollins laying him out with the curb stomp? Now, once people saw that, they start thinking like, okay, Seth and Jason Jordan are going to lose the belts at, 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 at the Rumble, which can free up Seth and Miz for an IC title program that can lead into WrestleMania. Did any of you guys see that? I did. I did see that. Okay, so now if I'm thinking I that... Instagram. So if I'm thinking I saw that, that yeah. you tweeted Randy. I didn't get a chance to watch <laughs> it yet. Okay. So, if I'm thinking that, and fans are thinking that, would would that be more preferable to see Seth Rollins and The Miz in an IC title program going forward into WrestleMania, possibly, than as opposed to Seth and Jason Jordan still being tag champs, or Seth and Seth and Jason Jordan doing a one on one at WrestleMania? I would prefer Seth Rollins against The Miz for the IC title. That would be a nice little program, I think, and a, and a good match too. Graham. Yes, but I would put in. I mean, that would be a good. That would be a much better match for Rollins. Um, but I would still put Miz with Balor. I think the end game should be to put the Intercontinental Championship on in Balor, unless they have bigger plans for Balor at WrestleMania. But it doesn't look like they do. So I would do Miz and Balor. I said this before, Randy. I know I've said this before here in the show. Instead of doing Jordan and Rollins, I don't know how you get to this point, but I think Rollins and Angle would be a lot better. And I don't know if you turn Angle heel with Jordan or what you do, but I feel like that's a way bigger match. And I know they were doing a whole little feud in, in 2K18, whatever the hell it was, leading up to the, the cover of the video game, which was kind of forgotten about. But we got yeah. Brock Lesnar and Goldberg fighting for the, the cover of 2K17 a year ago. So what else are we going to get? Triple H and Kurt Angle? Like, no one wants to see. I mean, I guess some people want to see that. But I feel like Rollins and Angle, and Angle's, 50-something years old now. If anyone's going to get a great match out of him in 2018, mm. it's Seth freaking Rollins. But that's how I would book it. But Rollins and Miz would also be a really, really good match. I agree. Uh, that, that is the yeah. question, right? I mean, I, I, I definitely agree with pretty much everything he said. But what, are the, what the hell are they going to do? Because, I mean, Survivor Series, it kind of left the door open for either Triple H against Angle or Triple H against Braun. Um, I would prefer Triple H versus Braun. Because, I, I mean... 
I, I don't know how many bumps Triple H is going to take, but that would be cool to have Braun. I mean, Braun needs a big match at WrestleMania. I mean, he's the hottest thing on Raw, no doubt. And he, and he, he should be put over somebody because he's probably not going to win the title um, on Sunday at Royal Rumble. So he needs a big match. Triple H is definitely a big match. If he, if he goes over, that's a, that's, a, that's a good one for him. And Triple H versus Kurt Angle, man, I think that would probably be terrible. And if they're going to do John Cena <laughs> against The Undertaker... And Triple H with Kurt Angle, I mean, I may not even watch that shit. Oh, oh <laughs> I mean, yeah. I may, I may, I may, I may switch off. I may, I may switch off for, for those matches. Give me, give me, give me Cena, Taker. Give me Angle, uh, Triple H. Yeah, this uh, is uh, this is ruthless aggression. Randy Orton over versus again. Ric Flair. That's right. Uh, That's right. Who else we got? Who else we got? Give me, give, give me Shane Shelton. McMahon versus Stephanie. I don't know. <laughs> give me, give me Shelton against Rob Van Dam. Give me, uh, give me <laughs> uh, some. Uh, I don't know. Ray, Ray, Edge. Uh, Killing me. <laughs> <laughs> Mark would, Mark would love killing me. I'm going to be in New Orleans too. I'm not even going to go to Mania. I'm going to, I'm going to skip Mania. I told Graham I will be in New Orleans that that week. I think from Thursday to to Monday. So I will be at Mania. I, I'm going to take you to some indie shows, man. I'm taking. You. No, I'm not even joking. We're going to go to some indie shows. Oh, for free? Then I'm down. <laughs> you got you got the plug, Mark. You got the plug. Also, also, we're gonna go to Wale Mania. You know, you know about this Wale Wale thing. I am going to Wale Mania as well, so I will see you there. Me buddy. too. I'm 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 on the guest list. My my yeah. guys are my guys. John Pollock and Wei Ting are are hosting the uh, the podcast portion of Wale Mania, so I'm 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 up, I'm up in there. Well, I see that. And Grant, I bet you Mark will have a Bullet Club shirt. I bet you. Oh no no. <laughs> Why I will not? not have a bullet club why not? shirt. Why not? I, not have a bullet. I can, I can, uh, no, I can't, I can't, I mean, I can't wear a bullet, bullet club is too mainstream now. I can't wear, I can't be seen wearing a bullet club <laughs> You're shirt. right, you're right. That's, you're that's right. very like 20, 2015. I got it. I'm, I'm way past that. You're right. You may see me wearing a Los Ingobernables de Japón shirt. I that could no be, that, that could be a thing. Maybe a Naito shirt. You're right. But, uh, no, is, not bullet club. Um, Bullet Club is so mainstream that they're bigger than the freaking NWO, man. I, I I hear you. Yeah. Oh, here we go. I hear here you. Here we go. Here we go again. You're you're still not over that one from a couple weeks ago. No, I'm not. <laughs> no. Um, women's Royal Rumble match. So at, at the moment we have, as far as Wikipedia goes, 18 people in this Rumble out of 30. Uh, <laughs> so apparently they they're gonna have 12 people. From you know, from the past or from NXT come in, or they just haven't announced everybody. But as of the 25th, or as of yesterday, 18 women are in, are in this Rumble. They did some things on Raw and SmackDown where they kind of you know Oscar throwing people out, and the same thing on on uh, on SmackDown when um somebody tried to uh, Becky tried to throw uh, Naomi and um. Are you guys still thinking Oscar in this Rumble, or since we're a couple of days away, is there any other dark horse that we can see win this Royal Rumble? Grandma, I'll start with you. Yeah, it's really Oscar, Ronda Rousey. Um, if they can get Rousey, she's going to win it. Ro- either Rousey shows up and wins it, or she doesn't show up at all. She's not going to show up and lose. That would make no sense. Right. So I'm going to stick with Oscar. Paige would be a dark horse. Obviously, she's not wrestling anymore, so that's off the table. Becky Lynch might be the closest thing to a dark horse. 
Sasha Banks I, has been stale for fucking almost a year now, so no thanks. Bailey, no thanks. Becky or Oscar are really the only two choices that make the most sense. No one else comes close. Um, that being said, but yeah, 12 women left. I mean, it's, it's, it has to be women from the past. Like, there's no one else. That's everyone on the fucking active roster, which to me is why they should have done 20 women. Like, surprises are cool. Like, oh, Molly Holly. Like, it's going to be cool to see people from the past. But, like, how many surprises do you really need? Like, right. 12 women? Like, that's ridiculous. But I will say that I got really scared today. And I'm sure you guys saw it. It was only announced a few hours ago. Stephanie McMahon. Stephanie McMahon uh. served as the color commentator for this match, <laughs> which scares uh. the hell out of me. Attitude she's going to pull Michael Cole from 2012 and join the Royal Rumble, which I knew was going to happen anyway, but now it's even more likelier than ever, which is so terrible to even think about. I think you're right. I think, I think that's probably what's going to happen. Just, I mean, just because they need bodies. They just need, they just need people to get in there and wrestle. I wouldn't, I wouldn't uh, rule out James Ellsworth coming back with a wig on and, oh, uh, and uh, getting in the, in the women's rumble at this point, uh, just because they, they have so many open slots. Uh, I, I don't, I'm not a huge fan of Stephanie. I don't hate Stephanie like a lot of other people do, but I just wish that she she wasn't taking ownership over this women's revolution thing. I mean, it, it, she she was in she was involved in WWE for a very long time before this all happened. Uh, I mean, she's she's been around, she's been on uh, you know an on camera talent since the Attitude Era, and uh, I don't remember her pushing back then for for actual legitimate women's wrestling. I remember a lot of like mud wrestling and Jello matches and, and lingerie matches and on that whole that whole. Uh, debauchery that was going on back then uh i think um i think probably oscar i th I'm, I'm totally on board with, with, with what bram is saying I, something tells me i'm i don't know what it is and, and and i don't have any inside information but i just i get the feeling that that rousey is going to show up i didn't think that she was going to um i really didn't but i mean i, I get the feeling that she she actually might be in this match um, I, and, and if she is she's going to win it certainly and then she'll probably end up facing oscar or something at, at mania um, or Charlotte. I mean, I'm, I'm not sure either, either way they, they could do that. Um, and then I, and then just for the, I mean, all those open slots, it, it's gotta be, I mean, they're going to need the, like the entire women's roster from NXT too. I mean, they'll be in town, they'll be in Philly, uh -huh. so they're going to have to all unload. I, I wouldn't be surprised. Um, and I know maybe Randy never, has never even heard this name before, but Shayna Baszler, who is, who is I've um, heard it before, former Mark. UFC fighter, uh, Ronda Rousey's close friends. Um, she's wrestling, Ember Moon for the NXT Women's Title on Saturday at Takeover mm -hmm. would not be surprised if she loses that match but ends up on the main roster the next night at the Rumble. I could see her being called up uh, pretty quickly, um, but uh, yeah, probably Oscar Becky would be my number two choice. But if it's Rousey, then, then she's gonna she's gonna win the whole thing. Well, now I hope it's Rousey because now if, if in the event Rousey comes in and wins, then we can say, hey, Mark Ramondi from MMA Fighting kind of broke this news on Wednesday that well, Rousey might be in the Rumble. So I, wish, hey. I, wish I, had, I wish I had the, uh, the full, uh, I wish I had the news. Believe me, it's not for lack of trying. I've been, I've been trying, but uh, they, uh, it's, a, it's a very closely guarded secret at this point. Yeah. Um, I, as much as I don't want it, because I, I just feel like it's so, so predictable that Oscar's going to win, but if I think she's right there for me at number one, because it, it seems predictable. If not, I would like to go with with with, with Mark said either Becky or or Ronda Rousey. I think that's the most compelling people you have. And speaking of, uh, I think Mark uh, Graham mentioned Sasha Banks. 
speaking of a, a throwback nostalgia week for WWE, they have all the old people coming on on Raw, and then Sasha Banks is on TRL the following day. Like, damn, how throwback can you get? <laughs> Taking it back to the 90s. Way back, way <laughs> Oh my God, TRL! Remember that? Oh my God! All right, so oh, I remember Carson Daly. Carson Daly. Who could forget? You know, Britney Spears, Eminem, Timberlake. Anyways, um, so yeah, I you know they got to fill up 12, 12 spots. Uh, could be very interesting. Get a couple of nostalgia spots, but uh, you know, just hope that I hope that the Rumble for them goes well. That they don't. That they just don't say. You know what? It was cool, but we're not gonna do this again. So hopefully, it goes well for all of them. Um, what we got next? AJ, Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, handicap match for the for the WWE Championship. Uh I'm. I will go with AJ. I I I just. I kind of get. I kind of get the feeling the KO Sami Zayn is gonna start separating at the Rumble. If you kind of saw it on SmackDown, it, Kevin Owens. I guess he was faking the injury that, you know, that his fucking ankle got hurt. And then let Sami Zayn fight for like damn near a half hour against AJ with Kevin Owens just fought for two minutes. And I think somehow, some way, that whole ordeal is going to get separated where they'll, they'll get a match at Mania, which leaves the door open for AJ where he doesn't get KO. He doesn't get Sami Zayn at Mania. And I think AJ is going to win the... Uh, win the match. What do you guys think? Uh, Graham, you first. Yeah, I think AJ wins it. I mean, like I've said before here on the show, there's really no reason to take the title off of AJ. The whole feud has been super underwhelming. I know I said earlier that the AJ match on SmackDown this week was good. It was easily the best thing to come out of this feud yet, which I hate to say because like Mark said earlier, I like all these guys. I'm a big fan of AJ. Yeah. Um, who debuted two years ago today at the Rumble in WWE. We have Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, they're all really, really good competitors, but the booking of this feud has been completely overshadowed by the authority figures and how they're going to interfere. If Daniel Bryan's going to go heel, if Shane's going heel, like who cares about the authority figures? And they won't let them have the matches they're capable of having. It's all the shenanigans and all that other bullshit, which I'm sure this match will be filled with. But at the end of the day, whether it's AJ Nakamura or AJ and whoever, AJ should, you know, unlike last year, they did not make the same, uh, they did not, you know, do this last year when they should have, but AJ should walk in WrestleMania as WWE champion. So you got to win here. I mean, I guess they could take the title off of them and put it right back on them in time for the February pay-per-view, but what's even the point? They championship on someone for a lengthy period of time right. to make that belt mean something. And after all the damage that Jinder Mahal did to it throughout 2017. <laughs> so AJ's got to win here, in my opinion. Mark? Yeah, I mean, if it goes the other way, I'd be very disappointed. I just, uh, can you, what, what is the title lineage going to look like with the co-champion? That's absurd. I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't make any sense. I mean, but if, they, if, they, if it's even being proposed and it's a batch, you know they're considering doing it. So I wouldn't rule it out from happening. Hmm. But I, I would be very disappointed if it isn't AJ going over. I'm sure there'll be some kind of hijinks. Some kind of uh, uh, shenanigans, some kind of some kind of stupid stuff with Shane and uh, Daniel Bryan that will take away from from the three very very talented guys in the match, and then we'll move on from there. I, I don't know what Owens and uh, and Sami Zayn are going to do uh, moving forward into the WrestleMania season. Maybe they'll split up, but I think it's too soon for that. Honestly, I mean, I feel like there's still more to be done for them. 
uh, maybe maybe a tag run. I, I don't know. I have no idea. But um, I just hope AJ. Uh, I just hope AJ wins on Sunday. Uh, triple threat match, Universal Championship, Brock Strowman, Kane. Now this one could be. This one is not as easy to pick like the AJ match. Oh man, um, Mark, I'll start with you. Brock, Braun, or Kane? That's Brock. Brock from the over. That's it. All right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Graham. I don't know if you were being sarcastic or not, Randy, but Brock goes over. Like, this is not even a question. Like, obviously, Brock will win. I mean, he'll pin Kane as over. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Braun is as over as anyone right now, which is why he won't win on Sunday because his company very rarely does the right thing. They're not going to deviate from their plan of having Brock on a WrestleMania champion. They made it this far. They're not going to change the plan now. So Brock wins after pinning Kane. Maybe we even see Triple H cost Braun the title. I would not be surprised after what we saw through Roger Series to kind of kick it off that WrestleMania feud. But either way, Brock walks out still the universal champion. Hey, we might see Triple H in the, in the, in the Royal Rumble. Um, Royal Rumble. Can you can you imagine if uh, if Triple H interferes in that match? So we'll have Triple H interfering in that match. We'll have Shane McMahon being present in some way for right. the for the AJ uh, against Owen Saint match, and we'll have Stephanie doing commentary for the Women's Rumble. All we need is Vince stand here himself into the Royal Rumble, and then we'll have the the freaking uh, quartet of McMahons in there. All that. Man, I'm gonna vomit. Jesus. No, I, it, it, it's still it's still amazing that somebody from the from the Attitude Era is competing and who's in the main one of the main events in a pay per view in 2018. You know, I get Rufus and Rufus Aggression is still you know not that current, but still Attitude Era person Kane 2018 main event for the title. That's crazy. Um, men's Royal Rumble. Only seventeen out of thirty people are announced. Um, you guys, are, you guys already know what I'm thinking. You guys hate it. I love it. Um, it comes down to Roman, John Cena. I even threw out um to Graham last week, Dolph Ziggler, because he's not on this list, and I don't think Dolph is going to come back to SmackDown to try to get his U.S. title back when he's the one that gave it up in the ring weeks ago. So what's the point of him coming back to get the same title or tag title? Um, he's a he's a long-shot dark horse, so don't quote me, but at least I said it ahead of time. I think Roman, I think either John Cena or, or Reigns could win this. Um... Graham, I think you're ready. Good. I think you're going Nakamura, Finn Balor kind of area, right? <laughs> There's nobody yeah, I'll else. Give you the smarky answer. Well, you know what, Randy? I, I will say Nakamura for right now. You know, I'm thinking Roman Reigns at this point because the timing is interesting that they took the belt off of Roman on the Raw right before the Royal Rumble. But then again, you. they took the U.S. Championship off him before the Rumble last year, and he did not win the Universal Championship of the. Who knows? You never really know what might happen. He still could always have him, uh, have him win the chamber in a few months. Which, But at any rate, regardless of who wins, I'll tell you who's not going to win, and that's Daniel Bryan. Anyone putting <laughs> their money in Daniel Bryan to win this thing is a fucking moron. Why would anyone in their right mind think Daniel Bryan is going to be cleared to return to the Rumble? That's so beyond dumb. I could not even fathom why people would bother putting money on Daniel Bryan. 
as well put your money on Hulk Hogan and CM Punk quite at it. But anyway, um, Roman Reigns is, is probably a solid number one with Nakamura being a number two. Um, what was the other person? Cena's not winning. I can pretty much guarantee you that right now. Dolph Ziggler, you know what? I wouldn't rule it out. I wouldn't rule it out. You know what? It'd be more interesting than having him go, at, go back after the United States Championship exactly. and doing another match with him and Bobby Roode. But you know what? To me, it just reeks. It reeks of 2013 when Swagger was gone for all those months and then brought him back out of nowhere as like a world championship challenger. Like, expecting us to forget that the guy was a fucking loser before he left. <laughs> like, that's what happens with Dolph Ziggler. Like, the guy's a good wrestler, and I'm not saying that no one cares about him, but by and large, a lot of people just don't care anymore. And they've been there, done that. The, the, the days of him as a world championship challenger are done. You know he's not winning. You know he's not beating AJ for the belt at WrestleMania. So why even bother? So, I, Ziggler, and not saying it won't happen, but no thanks. Um, I think they, they really, really need a fresh face winning the Rumble for the first time in, like, literally, like, six years. So I want Nakamura. I'm thinking Roman Reigns. I've not learned from their mistakes. So uh, I'm going to say Roman, but I want Nakamura. All right. Mark. Yeah, I, and uh, I, I think I think you're right, Graham. I think they've, they've damaged Donald Ziggler's character so much that if you were to come back and win the Royal Rumble, while it, I mean, it's it, I kind of I would appreciate kind of like the unpredictability of that. I mean, his character is so far gone at this mm-hmm. point that it just would not make any sense, and it would only cause you know a fan revolt most likely, and uh, and there's probably a better chance of Kenny Omega winning the Rumble than Daniel Bryan. Uh, I'm I'm with you again. We're we're agreeing way too much. We need to talk about the. You uh, and Phillips up again to get Randy pissed <laughs> off because we're, we're agreeing too much. I think it's going to be Reigns or Reigns or Nakamura. Um, I, I still think it'll be Nakamura. Uh, I think there's more, there's more flexibility on Raw because they can have someone lose the title at Elimination Chamber without getting pinned. Um, but I'm not. I mean, so maybe it's. I mean, I, mean, I don't know. Maybe Reigns wins it, and I hope the hell. I love make sure, but I, I think that it'll be Nakamura. There's a, a, more of a clear path to to the um, title match with AJ at WrestleMania. But you just never know, and and I do think, and and I, I've I've resisted this, uh, you know, for for a few weeks, guys, and you know this by the, about Roman Reigns. But I do think that it that there's a pretty decent possibility. If I were a betting man, he'd probably be like number two on my list of, of guys who uh, are favorites to win. Other than that, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I don't know who else. Unless they go completely, uh, I mean, I guess they can go completely somewhat shocking, which I would not mind. Um, but as far as what makes sense, it's probably Nakamura Reigns. Yeah, I mean, for the record, Roman Reigns has not been a universal champion, so just want to put that out there. <laughs> that'll change in April. I bet that'll change in April. Um, yeah, I, I, I listen, if Nakamura wins... Then he fucking wins. <laughs> I mean, what you want me to say? I mean, you know, I, 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 I that's, just, that's some top notch analysis there, Randy. Top notch. Hey, hey, hey listen, I, I'm like, I'm like, you know, Corey Graves on this. I, I give you the best analysis. Um, I'm just saying, <laughs> like, I, 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 like what you said, Mark. I appreciate the being unpredictable. Like, wow, like this guy, we never, you know, who, none of us picked Randy Orton last year. Like, did we like it? Probably uh, not. But no. holy shit, Randy Orton. Okay, get gets Bray Wyatt, WrestleMania, and whatever. But um, 
I just don't like it being too predictable going in for for the men's and women's rumble match. I mean, I, I could it be that that Oscar wins, but not Nakamura or vice versa? Yeah, but um, you know, I mean, again, I, I'm more being un- unpredictable. Surprise me. Then I could be like, oh shit, wow, nobody saw that coming a la last year. But I think, you know, overall it, it, it could be a it, it could be a good rumble. The 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 lead up wasn't as great on on the raw side, all the SmackDown side. So hopefully a lot of things happen, some surprises. Uh we're gonna get some throwback entrance, I I'm pretty sure. And some storyline angles that'll lead into WrestleMania like Taker and Reigns last year. Um, at the Rumble, so if they just do a regular Rumble match and not even kind of tease what's going on, like John Cena and, 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 and Elias, you know, we saw something on Raw on Monday that can lead into WrestleMania where Elias throws Cena out or vice versa, then you could do that. So just give me unpredictability, give me something brand new, something fresh that going into WrestleMania, uh, we all could be happy with, with what's going on. But um, I hope you guys enjoy the Royal Rumble on Sunday. Graham and Mark, always a pleasure having you on. Graham, you're on Twitter at WrestleRant, the host of the WrestleRant radio show. Great work for Bleacher Report. And Mark Ramondi, great work at MMAFighting.com. You're on Twitter at Mark underscore Raimondi. Any final words, Mark? Do we now uh, pause and then go on to our NXT TakeOver preview? Oh, yeah. By the way, NXT TakeOver <laughs> just, is on I'm Saturday. Just, just Check it out. <laughs> Matter of fact, you know what? To be to be fair, let me let me let me pull it up pull it up real quick. Um, <laughs> I mean, to it's be, okay. To, it's to, okay. To, to fair, to, that's to be fair. All right, so we have Velveteen Dream <laughs> against Cassius Ono singles match. All right, who we got, Graham? Velveteen Dream or Cassius Ono? <laughs> Velveteen Dream, Velveteen Dream, all the way, my friend. All right, Mark, who you got? Same, Velveteen Dream. Future star, baby. Future right. star. I don't know who Velveteen Green is, but I'll go for Velveteen Dream. <laughs> um, the Undisputed Era against the Altars of Pain in the tag team match for the NXT Tag Team Championship. Mark, who you got? Uh, Undisputed Era. All right, Graham. Undisputed Era and Authors of Pain show up on Raw or SmackDown the very next week. Okay. Yeah, probably Raw. Uh, NXT Women's Championship. Shayna Baszler. I know. I know who she is. Uh, against Ember Moon. Graham, who you got? Baszler, new champ. So that means Ember. Wow. So you. So you expect Ember Moon to get the call up for the Rumble the following night? Um, I don't or know no. if she'd get the call. I think Ember Moon would be in the Rumble. Right. Um, but I don't think she'd get the call up right away. It might be like a Ty Dellinger situation where they where they put her in the Rumble, but she doesn't get called up until after WrestleMania. All right, Mark, who you got? I think it'll be Ember Moon over over my pal Shayna Baszler, um, and then uh, and I think Shayna then goes to the main roster after that. I'm gonna go. I expect to see they'll probably both be in the Rumble, but I uh-huh. think Shayna will maybe stick on the main roster. I'm going to go with Shayna because Mark tried to play me earlier. Like, I don't know who she is. Um, <laughs> Alistair Black, Adam Cole, Extreme Rules match. All right, Adam Cole is the, the fake lookalike Shawn Michaels guy, right? Baby. <laughs> <laughs> Baby. Who you got, uh, Graham? Who you got, Black or Adam Cole? 
I love me some Adam Cole, baby, but I think Aleister Black is winning it. And I, I've seen some, you know, speculation that maybe Cole wins here and then Black gets called up the very next night. But I think the end game is Aleister Black winning the NXT Championship New Orleans weekend. So I think Black wins here, and hopefully we see Cole called up at some point down the road. Mark. Yeah, same, same. I think um, I think Black wins, goes over. Uh, probably will face Salmas at uh, at at a uh, takeover in New Orleans, and then they'll do something with Cole with the undisputed era. He'll probably hang in NXT for a little bit longer, um, or maybe or maybe even come up. But I think they'll probably hang on to him a little bit longer down there. But I love Adam Cole. I love both those guys uh, mm-hmm. a lot. I think they're both going to be stars of the main roster within the next two years. All right, NXT Championship. Johnny Gargano against Cien Almas. Mark, what you got? Andrade Cien Almas with a little help from Johnny Gargano's former tag team partner, Tommaso Ciampa, coming back and uh, interfering and causing his uh, his old friend the uh, the title. Graham. Yeah, I got to agree with Mark. The Heat would be fucking nuclear in the building <laughs> if that happened. So, I mean, Gargano winning and then Ciampa, you know, attacking him afterward, like when Rollins came back a few years ago and he laid out Roman Reigns, would be fine too. Right. But I think it would make even more sense if Ciampa came back and was like, dude, fuck you, you're not winning the championship and cost him the title setting up a New Orleans match. So I'm not even sure if Ciampa's clear to compete yet. And even if he's not, I don't even know if he can run in, but I think that would be the uh, storybook ending to the main event of TakeOver. Last one, you know, you know, back in the day, there was a time where people would say the the NXT Takeover pay per view would be better than the WrestleMania the following the uh, following night or SummerSlam, whatever. Back in the day, you mean like two months ago at no- yeah. November that it was better than Survivor Series. <laughs> okay, okay, so you're saying that does NXT Takeover Philadelphia have the potential to be better than the Royal Rumble on Sunday, Mark? No, no, it doesn't have the potential. It'll be, it will be. Oh, it I will mean, be. it was in November. It All was right. in August for SummerSlam. It, it, I mean, it is pretty much every time. You know what? I should have asked you: Is NXT Takeover Philly going to be better than Wrestle Kingdom Twelve? No, that's <laughs> come on, Randy. Come on, man. Come on, <laughs> Graham. Funny story: I bought my tickets for the Rumble. I know I've been going to the Rumble for a while now, but it was only like in the last two weeks that I bought tickets for TakeOver to and I'm staying, and I'm staying overnight in Philly. So I kind of sort of realized that, hey, the Rumble might kind of sort of suck as it has for the last couple of years. I don't want to walk away from my Philly experience disappointed. So hopefully, and I know TakeOver is before Rumble, I'm hoping that I can go to at least one great show. And I know I will be going to one great show because TakeOver is never disappointing. So I will be at both, but I do think TakeOver will be better than the Rumble in the end. Mark, do you hear this guy? He's going to Raw 25. He's going to NXT Philadelphia. He's going to the Royal Rumble. That's okay. That's okay, baby. We're going to Wale Mania. That's right. Nola. Let's go. WrestleMania. Let's go. WrestleMania. Uh, Graham, you going to WrestleMania or are you going to... No, not right? Oh, yeah. No, no, but I will say this. I'm not going this year. I was there last year. I'm taking a year break. That was my first Mania. But um, it is worth mentioning that the, the rumors that WrestleMania might be coming here to the Northeast, not even maybe, like very likely coming here to the Northeast, whether it be, I think, in either New Jersey, mm-hmm. Pennsylvania, or New York. And either way, I will be there 100%. I will go to all the fucking indie shows in the area. Um, absolutely. So I'm looking forward to that. I mean, that it isn't easy. Okay. And I think I think they just said something today that the Royal Rumble next year is in um 
in Phoenix, right? Chase Field in Arizona? Yep. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yes, it is. Yep. Wow. Um, How about this Ring of Honor this uh, this WrestleMania weekend, which is the same time as uh, TakeOver the day before WrestleMania. Kenny Omega is booked for that card. He'll be at, he'll be at Ring of Honor. How are, about that? How are, about that, Randy? Are you going to be there? I, I, I got to decide between NXT and Ring of Honor. I don't oh, know Oh, man, have, that's tough. The, Mark, the people tough. that I'm going with are, are friends with Shayna Baszler. So if she's on the NXT card, I know that they're going to want to go see Shayna. So we'll, we'll see. We'll see. So, so if you're hanging out with friends that know Shayna, I, I would love to hang out with you that night. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I'm, I'm very close friends with, um, with the girl who does all of Shayna's gear, all of her ring, her ring gear. Oh, nice. One of my good friends. Great. I mean, all, all all jokes aside, uh, Thursday to Monday I'll be there with my brother Joe. Um, I think we're going. Oh to, man, I haven't seen I haven't seen Joe in years. I know, I know. It's been a long time, man. I haven't you know, seen Joe in years. You're you're a freaking LA guy now, man. Um, <laughs> I think we're doing. There, there's a Pelican game that that night, that Thursday night. Um, and all we have as far as wrestling related is just Wally Mania and, and WrestleMania. I'm not going to NXT, so you know we can we can link up down there and then we can roll with you because you're the you're the man. Let us know. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna take you to some good indie shit. I'm telling you, really really. I mean, really, all the best wrestlers in the world really go go down there for the indies that week. It's, it's, it's now, for the record, I might go with you. Joey, on the other hand, he might not. He's just going with me because we've both never been to New Orleans. That's number one. Two, he's a wrestling fan, but not like a fan, if you if that, if that makes sense. Like, I'll go, I'll go, he, he's like, I'll go to WrestleMania. I'll, I'll go to WrestleMania, but don't expect me to be at Ring of Honor and this and, and NXT. I'm not like that. <laughs> so, you know, you might get me. Him, that'll be tough. Well, we'll see. I'll, I'll give I'll give the hard sell. There's, there's going to be some cool <laughs> stuff that week. I heard that uh, I heard that Joey Janela's uh, Spring Break is one of the uh, is one of the best shows to go to. I'm not sure if you if you went to that last year, Graham, but uh, apparently it's at like it's at like midnight one one of the nights. It's like I think it's just a crazy, ridiculous show. I think like Marty Jannetty was on that show. Like old school people, uh, it was just crazy. Yeah, I heard about that. I hear it's always great. I heard from someone that went, and it sounds amazing. I mean, like you said, the shows they have on WrestleMania weekend, whether it be that, they have, like, the Ring of Honor show, like you said, the TakeOver, obviously, and all the other shit they got going on. It's always awesome. I would implore you, Randy, if you will be there for WrestleMania this year, you got to go to all the indie shows, or at least some of them, in addition mm-hmm. to Wally Mania, because it's going to be a great show. And Kodai Ibushi is going to be at the Ring of Honor show, too. So That's, that's right, and I think go to as well. And I oh. think Kanahashi, it's going to be insane. Oh, Kanahashi? Insane. Oh, oh shit. I can't wait. That's a stack harder. <laughs> Kanahashi? I, <can't. laughs> I don't know if you guys are being sarcastic <laughs> or not, but that is a stack card. He said, uh, no, no, I'm not, I'm not joking. I'm serious. That, no, that, I'm I joking. would love to be there for that. No, I, I was the one that was joking. Kanahashi? Oh, psh, count me in, man. Count me <laughs> in. <laughs> With my this Bullet guy. Club shirt on, yeah. Oh, man. Um... Mark reminded, <laughs> yeah, I, you know what? I, Bullet Club shirt, you probably won't see me in. You probably might see me in the NWO shirt, DX shirt maybe, Stone Cold maybe, or just a plain old WrestleMania shirt. Not no Bullet Club, not no Alpha Club, not no Omega with the with the, with the little the Mega Man thing. No, you're not, you're not seeing me with that. <laughs> so, 
anyways, fellas, um, enjoy the Royal Rumble this Sunday. I know we'll we'll recap it next week. Hopefully, there's a, it, there's a good Raw and SmackDown following, and we get some good surprises at that pay-per-view. Mark, Graham, always a pleasure, and I thank you both. Thanks, man. All right, man. Thanks, take- Randy. Talk to you next week. All right, fellas, take it easy. Take care. All right. See ya.